Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 212 for December 4th, 2019. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, Tim Sway and Bill Lutz. Wink. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Kling Spore, Joshua Alexander, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. We were supposed to do the whole list this week, and I know it's too late now. So it next week. For sure. Definitely. We have next to remember. Week. All right. Totally. I'm going to write it in all caps right here. Totally. Whole, whole list. I'm going to write it list. too. Whole list. All right. Underline and bold. Control B, Control U. Here we go. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So I don't know those two. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's copy and paste. Yep. Anyway, what um, what are we working on? Let's go with whoa. Bill's right up there to the camera. He must want to say something. What are you working on? Uh, a ceramic-bodied cigar box guitar. A new one or the same one from last week? Yeah, it's the same and one. And the week before. And the week, the week before, before that. Before. Yeah. All right. I'm at, I'm uh, final stages now, so I'm I'm uh, doing the, uh, the the finishing the neck. Basically, it's all I got to do. I got the electronics or the hardware that I needed um, because the walls of it are so thick. The the jack I had to get like a base weird base jack because it was really super long, and I can make that work. But yeah, I'm just I'm still working on that, and uh, and I'm also working on losing a few pounds from this last few days of uh, extra nutritionalized eating of said bird and uh, not broccoli. Hmm. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way, gentlemen. Yeah. Wait, do you have a Canadian equivalent? Yeah, well, real Thanksgiving is last uh, last month. Is in October. So. Oh right. That's what what, you what call does that it. represent? Yeah. Uh, God only knows. I assume it has something to do with being thankful for being Canadian and not American. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm fond of you, gentlemen. I, I as uh, Thanksgiving here represents supposedly when the pilgrims uh, came over and whatever. I, is there something significant that happened that? Yeah, something about uh, uh, the Fraser expedition finding the west of Canada. Oh. And then, and then probably meeting Indians. I don't know. I don't know. Huh? I'll look into it. Let's let's put that down as homework for next week. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, happy Thanksgiving awesome. to both of you, and happy Canada. Thanks. I'm not American Thank Day. Yeah. 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 Full just, book report. Just, you want? Yeah. yeah. What did, What did you win? A full book report from you, like a like oh, seventh grade, yeah, seventh grade it. style book report. You know. You got it. You got it. On seventeen twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> 14 Columbus sailed the ocean blue um, so who who did that first was uh, who got to the western or was the eastern or western shore for you what so Columbus landed on the east coast where did yeah. your guy land everybody started on the east coast 
Yeah, okay, Columbus, well, who Columbus was landed first? in like Haiti, actually. Yeah, but. he landed in the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but uh, the French found North America first, right? You know that, right? Well, and they say that the Vikings Columbus were there hundred years prior. I, I just meant like ahead of the British, but uh, yes, mm. allegedly there were some Viking settlements in the uh, 11th or 12th century in Newfoundland, actually in Canada. But the actual all the way to like Minnesota and uh, out there, they found some evidence. That's insane. That's a lot yeah, of yeah. There, there were some mines and stuff they found out there. Yeah, crazy. I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, it is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, what have uh, we done with our lives? They were 12th century. They were getting all the way to Minnesota. Like, I can't even get there in a pickup truck. They were chasing something. You know what I mean? They well, were running from something. Men don't go chasing. that far to they were find Minnesota. Something. You know what they I mean? They were running from something. From or to something. So 1492 before or after is what my question is. Oh, uh, so every North America was after, right? was after. So in the 1500s, mm-hmm. there was uh, okay. Samuel de Champlain and Jacques Cartier. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then in the late 1600s, uh, and the Spanish, the Spanish were also, you know, doing a lot of the Spanish and the Portuguese were de- in the 13th destruction, and fo- 13 and 1400s <laughs> yeah. in the uh, in in South America. Yeah, they never exactly. made it to North America. This history lesson brought to you by zero sponsor currently. So let's drop it. Um, B- uh, Bill Ceramic, Tim, did you say what you were working on? No, we were talking about all this history. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what have I been working on? I've been working on guitars, of course, including another acrylic one, the one that, uh, did, we, did I talk about it last week, how I gave it that kind of ice look? Emerald ice. Right, you that's did, the one. I, yeah. I think I mentioned that you should probably light it up with LED, and then you ridiculed right. me for the idea, and then I noticed that you did that. That's I did it because everybody... You. I, no, I've ridiculed him. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm okay with that. I see you didn't do. Ridiculed. But uh, yeah, no. Every, uh, since I started making these acoustic guitars, like that's like the number one comment. Everybody says, "Light it up, light it up," and I just didn't really have any interest in it. But I did just so people would stop asking me to. And it looks pretty cool, but yeah, yeah. it did. You know, peer pressure is uh, the best, honestly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you know what it looked like? And you guys will get the reference. Um, the Superman's sort Fortress of Solitude. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very similar. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I don't get it. Okay. Um, besides that, uh, I've been. Um, remember, we were talking about uh, stools like about a month or two back. Like off air, or you know, not not the not the Thanksgiving stools discussion, but the, oh, right, right. Yeah, the yeah, other, yes, yes. the other, you know, the kind that you sit on. Right. Um, yeah, I've been. I kind of been. Pack, yeah? yeah, I've been kind of working on that a little bit on the computer. I was messing around on that. I have an idea, you know, that came out of that conversation. I also just got uh, an actual furniture order. Go ahead, open it. Okay. Okay, he's opening his. He's opening his tab. beverages. Yes. Um, I, I I put in a like a, a bid on a a job for like a like an outdoor cart, like a steel and wood cart for like a sort of like a indoor outdoor kind of patio type thing. Like two months ago, you yeah. know, I, and and then like the guy never accepted the offer, and so I was like, all right, whatever. And then he just accepted it yesterday, so I got a piece of furniture I got to make. That's awesome. And um and uh yeah, you know, I've been uh, just kind of. Had not, I've been doing a lot of experimenting. I've been experimenting with a 3D printer. And, um, and oh, you know, the, the really interesting thing I had, if anybody follows my Instagram stories, they might have seen some of it. Um, I've been talking to these musicians. They're, they're from China. Uh, they all currently live in New York now. Um, but they've, they've been in America for, I think, like six or seven years on average, the three of them. And uh, they came to my shop 
uh, last week with uh, an entourage, like a <laughs> like a, a guy that, that drove, he actually just, just drove just out because none of them had cars. And a friend of theirs is making a documentary for like her, her thesis at NYU or something, like a film of them, of this band. But the, So the band is, uh, they play traditional Chinese instruments. Uh, one of them is called the pipa. And um, one of them is called the erhu. It's like a violin. The pipa is kind of like a, like almost like a guitar or a lute type instrument. And then there's another one. I forget what it was called. Um, but then they also play all this like really modern electronic instruments. And so they have some electronic versions of their instruments. But they're looking to kind of really take it to another layer, like another level of of modernization of sort of east meets west, and uh, and ancient meets current. And that's what their music's all about. Uh, so super super interesting. People. So they want um, you to create something for them. Yeah. So I'm designing. You know, we'll see if it can, if it all comes together. I mean, we're we're doing something that's never been done, and maybe there's a reason it's never been done. Maybe it can be done. I don't know, but we'll find out. I'm sure he's heck gonna try. And um, so they brought a bunch of their traditional instruments up to my shop because I wanted to sort of see them and understand because like they have, like part of making art is the limitations. Like I always talk about that, and so. Um, like the, the pipa, for instance, is a, usually a four-string lute. It kind of sits sort of upright in your lap. But she has a five-string electric one she plays. But then the neck has this really weird shape to it. And so it makes it sort of difficult to reach parts of it. But then if you make it too easy to reach, it just kind of becomes a guitar. So you're like kind of trying to find a way to not lose its like cultural, like all the cultural things about it that make it look and sound like, like a pipa, but then make it like basically shred <laughs> like an electric guitar, you know, and... It's, it's, it's uh, going to be a fun project, and I have a feeling that, I mean, hopefully the, this band will, you know, continue to do well because I, I really see, like, growth in this. Like, I, I, I kind of said to them, like, uh, you know, these aren't going to be, they're in their 20s, they're just sort of heading down this road creatively, and I'm just like, this, like, at first, like, we're talking, like, all top-end sort of stuff. I'm like, you know what, maybe we should reel this in a little bit and look at these as prototypes, you know, like working functioning prototypes will be beautiful, but they're probably not going to be your last instrument. Like, mm-hmm. I have a feeling you're going to play these things for six months and then figure out what you want to add back from the traditional instruments or what you want to make even more modern. You know, so it, it should be an interesting journey. Um, yeah, it was super a good, good use of words. Yeah, actually. super cool to meet them, and and it was really cool seeing these ancient styled instruments. I mean, obviously they're modern instruments, but they're you know made the same way, and they're just a little bit different than what I'm used to. You know, hmm. so we'll see what comes out of that. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, How about you, Phil? Um, well, I, I think I said it last week that I started um, my own business. I'm uh, self-employed. You something about that. Yeah, Bill's you're unemployed? Was on, that what you? N- no, Bill said I was unemployed. I said I was self-employed. There's a <laughs> and I, and again, I just, I just meant that you weren't employed by somebody else. That's all. Anyway, um, so... What I'm saying is, uh, is that I'm super grateful because everyone's been so supportive. Um, and it and turns out that uh, a lot of our maker friends actually know this space very well. Some of them are still in it. Um, actually, I spent about an hour on the phone with Billy McCord last week who, uh, who texted me and said, hey, I'm on a drive to my parents like the night before um, Thanksgiving. And he's like, if you want to talk. And I was like, heck yeah, I want to talk. So we spoke and... Uh, just really encouraging, gave me a lot of uh, insight into the whole thing, and uh, I'm really excited. And um, anyways, I'm incorporating some of the things I've learned as a maker, YouTube content creator and stuff. So I don't know if you guys can see this, but I I put up a green screen over here. And, mm-hmm. and on the daily, I make these little one-minute videos. Um, and I, pu- I put them on this new YouTube channel that I created, and, uh, and I post them only on LinkedIn. And basically, just sort of 
selling the system that I'm selling and myself and just trying to build an audience that way in a whole other platform. Like I've never really built that before. Like I have a lot of contacts on LinkedIn, but they maybe aren't really necessarily um, applicable for what I'm doing now. But um, anyways, I'm having a lot of fun doing it and uh, generating some buzz and it's cool. Awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, and work proceeds very slowly on the uh, Bar Top Arcade. Yeah, that's where that it's like it's like ceramic guitar slow. That's how slow. Yeah, it's yeah. But that's also leisurely good because I come home. I might just put five minutes after work, and then like I didn't do a lot this weekend because obviously it was you know holiday weekend. Spent time with the wife and all that good stuff. So yeah, it's it's nice to have that leisure to relax and not have to be overly griping or complaining or ranting about you know something for sure like that. there's no there's no um ex, there's no ex, uh, due date for this right you do right. it as the hobby that it is and i kind of enjoy that like i've taken clearly i've taken a break from from videos because things have just been too nuts to sort of do that um but i i enjoy the fact that it's sort of a hobby again and i'm and i don't have that same pressure um anyways I never, I never made my living on, on content. You know, dude, this is different. Uh, this actually is a substantial help, but um, I don't know where I'm going with that. Anyways, let's move on to our topic. <laughs> um, this week we're talking, we're doing a bit of a grape fest, if I recall correctly. What did we end up with the topic name? What did we, what did you say to call that? Well, Bill had a name that didn't make sense, and then I came up with a name that makes sense. Actually, I think you did, Phil. I think you came up with it. Steams my broccoli. Steams my broccoli. Because that is... Can I just point out that my topic made sense, just not for what you wanted to talk about. Steams your broccoli does make sense for what you want to talk about. That's all. It's it's perspective. You can, you can relax and think about these things and come to a logical conclusion, or you can just moan and complain and rant. Yeah, I'm going to do the second. All right, so... That's, that's, that's the what the whole that's, that's the whole plan. So. That's the thing. Although I don't have anything to complain about, but I'm sure one or both of you do, and I'm sure that will spawn something from me. So I, uh, Let me know. I, I can start off with something simple. And I, and you I, got it. All right, so uh, you guys had mentioned how, oh, you're drinking your LaCroix. I said, no, it's actually Kirkland. Uh, you got, it's last week I mentioned Casey and I decided to start buying a little more in bulk, uh, freezing some things. Well, we... we Bought the Kirkland, uh, which is Costco brand sparkling water, and it only come. It, it does come in a thirty-five pack case as opposed to twenty-four, which is kind of odd. I'm like, okay, yeah. And it is only lemon, lime, and grapefruit. Now, I I like all of those flavors, but they're not my favorite. Grapefruit's really good, but lemon and lime, you know, that's kind of like the basic of sparkling water, right? So when I go to open up the pack, they don't give you an even number of each. You get six lemon. You get six of the uh, uh, grapefruit, and then all the rest are lime. And I'm like, that ain't cool. I don't like lime that much more than the other two. Why can't I? So it's like they're pawning off their their the most unpopular one on this bulk pack. And I just found that to be a little bit wrong. I, I wasn't happy with it. And unfortunately, I wasn't allowed to go talk to anybody about it because Casey's like, like they're going to be able to do anything. Well, they should know. I think they should know. What you just described is um, a metaphor for the 2008 uh, housing crisis. And the, uh, the no, that's exactly what happened. Uh, you had bad debt that was packaged with good debt. 
and then sold off over and over again through a basically a scam called derivatives. And so, uh, you know, awful mortgage debt was just sold off and packaged with something good. And then when they opened it up, they're like, crap, we're screwed. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to me. I derived that there was too many lime flavor. Yeah, and so now you got to go bankrupt. So that's what we're going to do, like, middle-aged man rants about everything? It's not going to be maker-related? or No, we should have been more specific. This is not get off yeah. my lawn. This should be maker-related. But but point well taken, uh, and I appreciate the segue into the housing crisis, I, Bill. Very topical. I just tried to get the ball rolling because neither one of you looked like you had anything to um, add to this conversation. Oh, because so. oh, my words were all edgewise. I was trying to get them in. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, illuminate us, please. Well, you know, I've talked about um, sort of the the mid-century modern and the pallet wood stuff that's sort of like I've had enough of, you know, and I really wish that we would move beyond it and really start testing our skills. And, uh, and I think it's going to start catching on. Um, but I, I'm, still, I'm still not really seeing it. I'm still expecting you know, for that ball to start rolling. I'm not picking on you, but it does sound a lot like you. I, as far as the industry goes, you probably have a much better insight than either Tim or I or, or most people. You're, that's what you used to do. But in the community, it's still popular. This is still what people like and what they're making, and they're making money off of. Is you know why? Things. You know why they like it? <clears throat> you know why they like it? I, I have a hunch you're going to rant about something that's. I am going to rant about nice. it, Bill. It's probably not nice, but go ahead. Talk uh, about the tolerances being a lot less and uh, and how much easier it is to build that kind of stuff. Go ahead. You don't actually need Tim and I, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, he could fill the hour, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he sure could. The material is cheap and the style is very forgiving. You 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 know, you you flush that out really well. But you know, I have faith that um, that everybody's skills um, and belief in themselves are catching up with, uh, you know, the new the new trends and the new styles. So guys, explore uh, Art Deco, Bauhaus, some of these styles that are really emerging, and uh, and let's leave mid-century modern alone. Like we have a lot of like very very talented makers. Let's 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 continue to grow as makers. Not a very big rant. I'm just encouraging everyone to try new things and to get out there and. And make sure that you are sharp. Everybody. What's that? There's room for everybody. There's room for everybody, but I, I want us as a community to be on uh, to be on trend, so that we can continue to sell to mainstream. Because mainstream is going to outgrow us. I want us. I want us to be ahead of trend. Personally, you, I mean, like you can't be on ahead trend, of trend if you're on trend. Just already you're already too late. No, that's not right? true. Not for yeah, the makers. Yeah. Like the the furniture trend is not something that is not fashion, right? It doesn't come and go. Furniture stays in your quickly. house for 10, 20 years, right? So yeah. it's got to it's got to have some lasting power, some staying power. That rust, that uh, the rustic, the industrial look, that was a good seven, eight year long look. So you do have to be on trend. You could be ahead of trend. Like we, we used to try to be ahead of the trends when I was in the furniture business. Also, we were like, I don't know, what, what was it, something that we thought was ahead of the curve? Oh yeah, copper. We did copper colored everything, light fixtures. Um, you know, frame colors, all that stuff, because we wanted to be ahead of the curve because it was in the fashion industry. Um, and this year's a little tangent, but if you want to know what metallics are going to be hot, you take a look at the hardware that is used on uh, ladies' purses. 
Mm-hmm. So if the if the clasps, if the zippers are gold, then gold is what's going to be in fashion in a year, and it's what's going to be in in faucets and kitchenware and hardware in two years and three years, right? So that's the that's the crystal ball, and uh, and so we were seeing copper, and so you're like, you know what? Let's jump the gun. Let's let's invest heavy in copper. Nothing sold. We had like a million dollars worth of inventory of stuff that just never moved, even at a discount. So for furniture. Just be on trend. And what's on trend right now is mid-century modern, Bauhaus, you know, those 1930s looks. Right on. And so that's where I'm – that's it's not a big complaint. I just I just want to encourage everyone to, to grow and to have faith in their ability to do things well, well, at I higher think, tolerance. Yeah, I think you nailed it with that. I mean because definitely the, the mid-century modern is the one that seems the most approachable of the three you know the least like scary like it's a lot of very straight clean angles and uh, yeah. whereas when you start getting the art deco stuff it's a lot more complicated you sure know, looking but a lot of that is just facade you know yeah there's all in mixed material right like all you yeah. really need to do is like you know some uh, some aluminum sheeting and like rivets right and you've got a lot of that mm. just make sure you're doing like the round clean looks but you know we can do uh aluminum sheeting that we you know i don't know cement to wood it's not a it's not a hard thing to do yeah yeah you can make mortise chairs with like some mixed materials in there it would look really cool yeah yeah it would look cool how come you're not out there making that stuff <laughs> i'm too busy trying to implement erps i don't know <laughs> yeah i know i know i got i've been so busy doing all my stuff um i, I i'm kind of looking forward to the, having a, a piece of furniture to make again but it's like it's unfortunately like kind of going backwards it's like a you know it's steel and reclaim wood you know yeah. it's like you know, very rectangular. So it's not like a That's super different. exciting. You're making piece. that for a living, right? Like you're not making that to innovate a furniture line. No, no, no. That's. Uh, I mean, it, it would be fun to, you know, like I have some chair ideas, like the stool. I'm looking forward to. Like I, I'm going to make the stool, even though it's just plywood. Uh, you know, I'm going to make that because I can use it, but I can't just start making. Like I did that when I started my business. Like I would just make stuff because they were ideas, and then I would like some of it I still have. Like nobody ever bought it. You know what right. I mean? Like because it. The, I have some wacky idea to, to mix a piece of sapelli in with like a pallet and make a coffee table and it's a pretty small market for that I mean there's yeah. always like the one but you, you put it online and this and that and people can't see it and touch it you can't drag that stuff out to trade shows when you're just like one guy in a van you know it's like it just doesn't make sense for you know a table that's really only worth a couple hundred bucks it's not like some heirloom piece you know mm-hmm. um, but it was fun because that was where I was really learning about about design and mixing material and and um and you know, seeing just figuring out how to make stuff, and uh, now that I've got a bunch of other skills that I've learned since then, it'd be kind of cool to just go back and make stuff like that again, like the the foosball lamp that Bill always talks about and everything. But like, you know, I I, I can't really justify it. Like, I can't justify the material or the time to just sit on it. You know. So you're going to make a, a cart out of reclaimed wood and metal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Why can't you make it in the style of retro or bow wow or whatever? Well, because it's the customer's, like the customer says, I want this, Can, and then I have to say, okay, like. Uh, they Did they give it. you a picture? Or. Yeah, yeah, and so then, I, what's cool about it is, um, it's it's basically a table, but it's going to be on wheels and have a handle, so they can move it around outdoors, like for like a they have like a pizza oven outside or it's something. It's like a bar cart. Exactly, but it's a little bit bigger. It's like fifty inches by twenty-four okay. inches, so it's a big bar cart. So what can you do slightly different just to give it some cleaner? 
more angular. You know what I mean? Well, like, we're going to put... We're, I'm going to create... Um, it's going to be all made out of angle iron. Um, okay. But I'm going to create um, like a like corner pieces uh, with like a curve to them to join the seams, uh, like okay. plates, you know. So that'll that'll be fun, and we're gonna put hooks on them because they want to be able to hang utensils off them and stuff. So there is a little bit of room. I'll get the you know fire up the plasma cutter or something for that. You know um, who's really good at at um, combining the the rust? I don't because I'm not even sure what rustic means. Um, but combining that that reclaimed rustic look with a modern retro kind of look is um, Scott Turner. Uh, yes. His latest, mm-hmm. the latest stand he made for that uh, yeah. drip milling machine, right? The way he yep. used angle iron to create instead of just an L, it's now a T, right? And he, and he mm-hmm. used uh, just different shapes, and um, the the lines are just different. He cuts out. He cuts out large arches in some of the metal just for the facade. And like you said, it's all facade, right? Right. Well, that's that's how I'm going to do this card. The, the one thing that makes it sort of interesting is that it's going to be... Well, so there's a top shelf, a bottom shelf, and one in the middle, right? So it's three rectangles. be made of angle iron with the wood just sitting in it. And then, okay. um, and then there's going to be, you know, the legs to hold it up. So what I'm going to do is cut the angle iron to go between the, the shelves... Mm-hmm. Uh, tack them all together, but then I'm going to make these corner pieces that go on the outside of all of it, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, so it'll be on both sides of the corner, you know, it'll be like a like a half circle and like some kind of shape. And so I haven't fully designed that yet, so that's where I'm going to, you know, be able to have a little bit of fun maybe. And, uh, and maybe I'll do what, you know, what you're saying, Phil, and kind of look to that Bauhaus. I was definitely thinking more like, um, like almost like uh, Roaring Twenties, Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll, I'll flip through some books and look at some patterns from that era and get some inspiration from it. Yeah, I mean, uh, mm. I like Art Deco. Like, take a look at some of like the uh, the earlier jet planes, you know, with like the sheet metal yeah. and rivets and all that stuff. Yeah, it's well, that's really like cool. my aluminum <laughs> base that my my 1930s double yes. base that I play. It's like yeah. I freaking love that. It's, it's it's like got the classic kind of original base things, but then it's all that. You know that aluminum and shiny and rivets and yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's cool, cool stuff. Who else has a? I have a second one, but I think someone else should have a turn. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying hard to figure out how to rant. Is there something the in the maker community, community you don't like? Either. I mean, um, everything's great, right? Yeah, I, seriously. I mean, I I don't have a lot of uh, of ranting to do about the community itself people you know people in general i think you know, you're talking about clients it's like do you ever feel like tim that uh somebody comes to you with the same old same old and you're just like yeah i mean do you just want to rant and say look anybody can make this you can go to you know this this square with legs on it anybody can make you know you're coming to me let's do something with it. do you ever feel like that's uh, yeah, sure. That's, I mean, sometimes people see stuff and, you know, if it's something I don't want to build and I don't need to build it, I, I just, I, you know, we've talked about it before. You give them the, yeah, price the, it out. the, the, the buzz off price, you know, like, oh yeah, I can do that for 17,000, you know, and like, yeah. <laughs> that just sort of takes care of that. Um, but yeah, people, you know, it, it, I, I feel like it, it's my fault if I have some great idea and I can't explain it to them. Uh, in a way that they can see it or I can't draw it like that would be a weakness of mine which I, I'm not the best at and because and, I'm not good with a pencil you know so I can't really necessarily draw it real well um, but then there are people sometimes they they just 
uh, you know, there's furniture's expensive. They're spending a lot of money. They don't want to take chances. They don't, you know, they just they want to see something they like and and you know get it made to the size they want. And but the the great thing about the process of what we do is you can kind of work with them along the way, and you can kind of be like, hey, well, what do you think of this color? What if I did this here? And you can kind of do real life examples, and sometimes it helps people see it, you know. Um, but I don't. I don't think that would be my my rant for uh, for people would be that they they don't the 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 lack of respect for the the work that goes in and and the like the they don't they just don't understand why like they see something in a magazine that costs a hundred dollars and they want it exactly like the magazine but a specific size that's a little bit different mm-hmm. and they expect it to be a hundred dollars like they don't get that like that there's a difference between this that that would be my rant for for clients of them just completely under not understanding. Sometimes I can do things cheaper than a store because the store has all this overhead. But if you like you want me to recreate something out of a magazine or a Pinterest page, like but but you know, a half inch bigger, like I, it's probably going to cost me much more than some factory that's making it by the thousand, you know. I'll I'll add to that rant. It's not and I I used to think it was just a lack of understanding from people that and now anymore I'm like no, you know what they know. They know that they're coming to somebody who custom makes things that it's not going to be feasible to make that for the same price you can get a mass produced piece at Cracker Barrel. And, and I'm starting to lose a little faith in in, uh, in the people that come to you and just like, hey, I, I would, I'd love you to make this custom piece, you know, and I've got like a $200 budget. Okay, well, that'll give you a, a sketch drawing that I can't draw because I'm not even good at drawing. But that's, that's how much time it's going to take me to put into yeah. just that. They know. They know. And they're still trying to get over on you. Mm-hmm. I've I've been burned on that in the past for sure of putting time into uh, bids. I don't do yeah. that anymore now. Like, I, well, there's an example. I'm I'm working on a um, a six string bass for a client, and uh, and it was like you know some very specific things. It was very different than anything I'd ever made. Um, and you know we went back and forth in emails a little bit, and I just said to him, I said, listen, I said I need a deposit uh, to design this because it's going to take me several hours. And, you know, so I need a, a non-refundable deposit because I've, I've designed guitars in the past where the guy's like, that's great. I'll call you when I'm ready, you know, and then you never hear from him again. Like, not that I put Always the amount take of time. A deposit. Yeah, but so, I mean, those have been like kind of quick sketches. You know, I haven't really like lost my shirt on anything, but I've definitely spent an hour like taking, yeah, I could do it with these pickups like that. Here's the basic idea of what it will look like. And I'll still mm-hmm. do that, um, like to give someone a bait, something to look at. And then they go, well, great. Can you this blah, blah, blah. And then that's like, okay, now we need to start exchanging money now for this particular base no you know normally i wouldn't um normally i would come up with a cost and be like all right and you know 50 percent deposit and i'll finish designing it we'll buy the materials and we'll make it and you know that's usually how i work half down half when it's done but for this for this base like i just i didn't know if it was going to cost two thousand dollars or five thousand dollars like i had no idea you know um and so i didn't want to like give him like a so i was just like why don't you just give me a couple hundred bucks for a deposit for me to design it and i'll figure out what it's going to cost it'll definitely be under this number you know, and uh, mm. and and so that worked out pretty well. He actually just sent me a second payment now to start buying the the product and stuff that I need to so buy. That, that's because that's because of the knowledge and the and experience and the time that you put exactly in from, from from losing before. And so you right. find the customer. If the customer is not willing to do that, then they're not really a good customer. Mm. Like you don't want that customer. That's kind of how no. I see it. You know, like even like the I was talking about these um these uh, Chinese instruments and the, the, they came to my shop and we hung out for like three four hours and I exchanged a few emails. Uh, and we were just having fun, and as they were leaving, they're like, "Well, you know, do you, what do you want us to pay you f- for this time?" 
and normally I, w I told him, I was like, well, normally I would have charged for this time, I said, but in this particular case, I don't know if I can do anything for you yet, so I don't want to charge you any money until I know I can actually do something, you know, because this one's more like a passion project, but to just like, you know, making another instrument for a person or another coffee table, it's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do a napkin sketch for you for free. And then mm -hmm. after that, like, yeah, no, we need to make sure this is going to happen before I put any more time. In it. it took a while to get there. You know, it does take a while. And we all, uh, I'll probably still get burned. You know, where you get excited about something, you start putting more time into it than you should. But, you know, that's on me. You know what? That's a topic. Like, when to, um, you know, I guess when, when to tie it off. When to figure out. When the conversation's a... past its prime. Oh, there it is. There I it is. I was smarter than I looked. <laughs> is that true? No. Uh, All right, Phil. Give us something to give us something to, to 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 go with now. Something different. What do you got? This one's going to be a little controversial, and <clears throat> I don't know if you guys are going to be mad at me or not. But here's where I'm at. I'm already mad. I yeah. know. I I really wish more maker companies would step up to the plate, so that makers who need sponsored videos don't have to rely on like the strangest sponsors in the world that just don't make any sense. Like, why are a bunch no. of makers promoting... Purple. Purple. No, like the... This random, like, mobile game. You know? And it's just so strange. Like, you, well, you guys already know about uh, Crown of Kings, right? So you've probably already played it before. I don't even have to tell you. It is the hottest game right now. And I'm like, dude, you've never played a mobile game in your life, and that is clearly obvious. Like... I get it. We all have to pay our bills. Like, let's let's get real maker companies to step up to the plate and. I I, I can gripe with that absolutely. I, I think mm -hmm. it's it's past the wondering now if it's beneficial to the companies. So you've got a few smaller companies that are extremely extremely beneficial to the maker community, and yeah. they are stepping up. More need to. I absolutely agree with that. More need to, and they need to be more accessible. Maybe smaller sponsorships for channels trying to get their feet on the ground, right? Yeah. How helpful would that be to somebody? I think yeah, it's those... mutually beneficial. I just think it's it's crazy to like yes, we've all stretched with those sponsors, right? But like yeah. they there's some kind of justification you could throw out that way, but like some of them just make no sense. Like can we get enough of the skill shares? Like no more skillshare please. We all well, understand you know, it. Great. Skillshare is Skillshare is the one that actually kind of makes sense, in our, in our, but I mean that's like the last one. If there's a spectrum, that's the last yeah. one that makes sense, and and they have a big budget for it. That's their model is that they want to just infiltrate the airwaves with their yeah. logo, and that's what the video game model is too. And there are people that will take that. They'll take that money to stay in business, and I don't blame them for it. I personally wouldn't because I think it's BS, but. If, it, if that's your business, you run it the way you want to. I mean, I'm not griping against the guy yeah. who's got to take it because we all got to eat. What I'm griping against is is the companies that don't understand that this is. Call some out. Name some names. Home Depot, Lowe's. I mean, again, big makers are getting these sponsors, but why don't they have some smaller affiliate programs, right? Okay. Um, Michaels, Great Craft point. Stores. Uh, I, I'll I'll name everybody. Dewalt. You know, I mean, Lincoln Electric. It runs the gambit from uh, uh, helping people out with a very small thing and just to mention all the way up to, to like Jimmy where they know they're going to get, you know, he's he's going to get the goods because he's giving them the goods back. But they're still, they're, they're doing everything from everybody from the, the smallest channel all the way up to, to the Jimmy Duresta's. 
So that's what I'm talking about. Lincoln's a good example. Carolina Shoe is another good example. They, they're, they're, they're helping everybody get a little something, something. More of these companies that are only sponsoring the, the bigger names, why don't they step up? Triton Tools, you know? I thought they were supposed to, they're, they're either staying exclusive to one or two makers or they're, they're only giving it to makers who are already giant. Yeah, I think that they need to be convinced that it makes sense to them from a marketing standpoint. It, it, it has to be by now. It has to be. This and it should new. be. Yeah. It should be clear. Yeah, I mean that's that's my you know I mean I've been working on slowly developing my sort of family of of brands that I work with and and uh, I've I've turned down many you know including video games like they I've been contacted by them to talk about World of Whatever for yeah. 30 seconds, you know, for a few hundred bucks. And I just won't do it. Like, it just doesn't make, that's, I don't need to eat that bad. So, <laughs> you know, broccoli is <laughs> cheap. But, um, uh, yeah, because I feel like that's detrimental to what I'm trying to build. Like, at the end of the day, my name and my, my brand is more valuable than whatever they can pay me. You know what I mean? I've had, yeah. I had one of them I wrote, I was like, I was like, yeah, this has nothing to do with me. I was like, if you give me 10 grand, I can do it and I can explain to my fans why I'm doing it because you're giving me 10 grand. <laughs> you know, yeah. I never heard back from them, of course. But, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, I try to, like, what I've been trying to do with the companies I've been working for, and I, and I think that they're, they're all happy with it, is to just be honest with them. It's like, I can't guarantee that you're going to get a bunch of sales out of this video. Uh, I can't guarantee that it's going to get 10,000 views or 100,000 views or anything like that. I can tell you what my basic numbers are. I can, I, you know, I can give you some, some guaranteed minimums, and I can tell you that we're going to have a lot of fun doing it, and I'm going to be very earnest and sincere in my support of you, and it's going to be brand recognition uh, that's going to continue to be out in the ecosystem you know, of brand yep. recognition. And, and like I said this before on the podcast, too, I always contact number two. When, when Lincoln yes. was, was really hitting the market hard, I contacted Eastwood. And I said, hey, right now, everybody knows about Lincoln TIG welders, and they don't know that you have one for half the price that works just as well. Put one in my mm. shop, and I'll show everybody. Right. You know, and right. they did. Like, sometimes they don't, but sometimes they do. You right. Know, I, the same I thing with my laser. At, at, this, at this stage of the game, they know the benefits to – because there's not a lot of content creators. We think there are, but there's really not. There's not – compared to well, the amount of people who watch the videos and the people who make the videos – there, there could be a, a way to just look if, if you're if you if you're wanting us to use your product because there's a lot of people again that watch the videos right well there's, there's a couple things going on one is that, I mean people are giving away the the what is it the same they're giving away the milk for free right yeah, yeah. You, you know because they're, they're using these tools and they're showing the labels and stuff I always well, not not as much anymore but I used to always tape over the labels and spray paint and stuff because I was like well they're not paying me why should they get free advertisement so a lot of people are giving away the milk for free so the company doesn't feel the need to like DeWalt is already well represented in, in YouTube videos so why should they pay someone that's that's maybe how I don't they think, yeah it. I don't think they need to I also I think don't that, think that everyone like you don't need to spend $3,000 on a video like I like what Evolution did right and what Inventables did right they yeah. sort of gave away a lot of machines and just to put the, them in videos the, yeah. for for somebody starting out like that's hugely valuable to be able to have those tools in the first place to be able to, so it was win-win for everybody and yeah. i get it that like there are bigger content creators that need to make a living they're not just doing this as a hobby well that's exactly mm -hmm. what i'm saying it's like you know there's different tiers of sponsorship sure dewalt right. can pay somebody five thousand dollars to make a video they can also mm -hmm. give somebody a drill to make a video yeah. you know what right. i mean it, Total Boat's been doing that. They've been giving away epoxy to just about everybody to just get yeah. it into videos. They're, they're a company that gets it like that. You know, Carolina was another, I mean, that's yeah. a real success story. They, 
they they started that whole campaign a couple of years ago. They had a thousand followers on Instagram, and now they have like twelve thousand or something like that. And oh. Everybody's wearing their boots. You know, I have my own signature line for crying out loud. <laughs> it's crazy what they've done. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You're the yeah, Carl Lagerfeld of. Uh, is there a is there a yeah. time limit left over Michael to still get a pair of those snazzy boots and save a few uh, by bucks? The, by the time this podcast airs, the sale will be over. So. Oh, that sucks for everybody yeah. listening two days yeah. from now. Well, they should have been following me on Instagram at Tim Sway One for the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think part of the blame is in the content creators. Um, you know, a lot of them work with with agents, and a lot of them, you know, they go out and they and they take the stuff. If they, it's if the people kind of say, hey, we'll give you money to you know advertise for our mattress, and they say okay, and they take it. But you know, do you could do the work too, and you can reach out to these companies. Like I do it all the time with limited success, but I'm nobody. Like. You know, I'm like like a really really small presence in that market. Now, suppose I have a million subscribers and I start calling DeWall, and like that's you know instead of waiting for them to call you, and they all say that in their little videos about how to be successful on YouTube, they say don't call them, wait for them to call you. And I completely disagree. I think you should call I, them. I disagree as well. Yeah, but I also you should think call that there needs to be a response. I mean, there's just yeah. there's people that work really hard that don't necessarily uh, for whatever reason they're not getting they're not growing as fast as maybe somebody else. Um, Andy Berkey is a good example. He doesn't really do that for anything. He he makes he makes content for the sake of making content for the most part. But I think as big as he is in the community, right? If you really if you want why why aren't companies looking at somebody like him and saying, "Hey man, here, here's this thing. Use it. Yeah, Tell you us know, what you think." He's a prime example. Andy Berkey's been using that same table saw since 1965 and it's right? just a little portable Delta right? saw. It's just a and typical homeowner grade saw. Saw stop put one in there. Right. There's 5,000 people that pay attention to Andy Berkey on a, on a daily basis. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum. You know, whether he's posting a picture of walking Fiona or he's showing some of the incredible uh, work that he does uh, in, in some gothic church. Right. Mm-hmm. He's a presence. He doesn't do it for that kind of stuff, but it would behoove these companies to get into the habit of supporting these people that are just smaller, that don't have that big name. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Barnrat, man, he's he's busting his butt to make a living trying to make content and things. I don't think he'd be upset if somebody contacted him and said, hey, you know what? We see that your 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 nail gun is, is looking kind of shoddy there. Well, here's a brand new skill. I don't know. Somebody yeah. just. Instead of a little bit of, we sh- a little bit we of kindness re- goes a long way. Yeah. Exactly, that's my rant. Is these people are benefiting from these makers uh, having to use tools? They have to use the tool to make a video, right? Mm-hmm. And and these make and these companies that whose tools they are using, like you were saying, we don't always cross out their name and stuff. It's obvious some of these things are being used. It's like you're benefiting. It's again, it's past time now. Step up to the plate. Support the community that's supporting you. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of these tools are very aspirational, right? You mm-hmm. sort of look at them and you go, man, I wish. What if these mm-hmm. companies kind of did like pull a name out of a hat, you know what I mean? And like, oh, man, I can't believe I won. I get to have this. And you know what I mean? Like make it so that anybody feels like they could get it, but at the same time that it's a reach to get it. Mm-hmm. Here's a good example. Um, uh, Izzy sponsored not too long ago, a few years back, uh, with the furniture companies that he was working for. Just a contest. It was like... Win five thousand dollars worth of tools, and we'll run your product line. Well, here's here's a company that stepped up to the maker community to give something promotional to do that, and it really made a difference uh, for somebody. For uh, Justin, uh, Trustin, Trustin Timber won Trustin, that. Yeah, 
Yeah. Right. And I mean, I'm absolutely that helped him out. Something like that. It doesn't have to be spend twenty thousand dollars. In fact, they could spend so little money to create the, giving, the, the return giving on product away. ROI on something like that. Yeah. It's got to be huge for them, and they should be Give, doing giving that. giving product away. If you're giving away a hundred dollar product, that's about thirty out of pocket. Right. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's a great rant, Phil. Well, thanks, man. I think it was your rant, Bill, but Phil started it, so yeah. Oh, I asked so, him to. I said, what is but, it, man? Yeah, Bill, you I finished it. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Nailed it. Cool. The only other thing I have to rant about is that winter's here now, and it's been snowy and icy, and, and it's cold. And I'm, I, I, have to put I my, can riff on that, too. Yeah, no, you can't. And no, I you can't. My, uh, <laughs> no, I can't. I'm tired of people telling me that I don't know what cold is. You live in Kebab, blah, blah, blah. Hey. You, you do live in Kebab, blah. <laughs> yeah. and, and just because you've been to cold places for five to seven days doesn't mean you know what cold is I don't care if I know what cold I don't have to know what cold is to be cold and y'all can kiss my butt I'm just saying I am I, saying that you do not know what it means to be cold nope I, no, you know what it means to be chilly and you think that's what it means to be cold <laughs> see this is this is the rant is the is the unsympathetic you know, yep. you you two having to experience such thing, you would think you would have a little more love and forgiving for somebody like me. That it's a little chilly in my garage. I got my little space heater out right now, and my because my my feet are cold. Well, they they call it bitter cold because it makes you very bitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's obvious. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna miss you, Bill. Uh... <laughs> Good stuff, well, boys. Yeah, I think that was, uh, you know, that was one of our episodes. So yeah, it definitely um, was. <laughs> so, yeah, we did it. Uh, let's see here. Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Um, iTunes review review. I want to see. Did we get any? I, didn't I see don't any think on the American so. Side. Let me just check if any. there was anything on the international scene. Yeah, check the European market, please. Mm. I'll check the Nasdaq and the Nikkei mm. and the FTSE. As much here. as much as I'm gonna, uh, people will forgive us for maybe not having the most exhilarating uh, topic this week. We're forgiving them for having other things going on like us, and uh, you know it's the holiday season, so we do what we can. Yeah. Yeah, I do have I do have some complaining about the holiday season, but I'll I'll keep that to myself. <laughs> we we know what you think, buddy. We yeah, know you, you know you know. Um, yeah, so maybe people were a little too busy to write reviews for us, but that's okay if they don't want to give us thanks. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I can passively aggressively accept that. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that people are ungrateful like that, so I can at least have the contrast. So Is it thank a, you, all you ungrateful listeners. Well, hmm. We have one from the UK, so it's a Guy Fox Day. Uh, Guy what? Fox. Guy no. Fox Day. That's the day after. I think that's the day after Thanksgiving. In no, it's uh, the fifth of November. Remember, remember Fox? the fifth of November. All oh, right. right. Yep. <coughs> November fifth. Anyway, uh, this is from a gentleman by the name of Twisted High Cap, and the title is, "Well, it's a podcast, kinda." Um. Then here's the review. If you like guitars, hollow core doors, pallets, and other roadside junk, then this is the listen for you. You have. Fi- <laughs> You have Phil, he's the sensible one. Ooh, I like that. And Tim, he's the, ult- he's the ultimate in reclaiming one's, one man's junk into another man's treasure. And Bill, who likes to be alternative and hangs around in salons. Uh, all in a whole... <laughs> I can't argue with that. 
There's all in accurate. all, a great listen, even when it's only two of them at times. David, a.k.a. Ginger Genius 78 I'm going to have to agree with that. He is a genius. Well done, yeah. David. That was Probably good. a ginger as well. Um, that's good guess. Well, I didn't want to say that out loud. Yeah. Uh, that's no, that's kind of no, like... That's, that's fine. I, uh, kind of like, like the joke I made earlier, only I can make the ginger jokes here. So... That's not true at all. <laughs> That's not true at all. You are still a minority that people are allowed to pick on. That has not changed. Um, here we go. Here we go. Weekly tip segment. Who's got a good tip? I got a tip. Why don't you show me your tip? All right. I got a tip. Just a tip. Yeah. Um, so here, here's another thing that comes from me getting back into the love of shooting uh, but it's something I use in the shop as well. So when you're working on something, you're, you're maintaining it, whether you're cleaning it, uh, and it's, it's under any kind of tension, small screws, small springs, whatever. A simple thing to do, large freezer bag, and you actually, when you're going to take something apart, inside the freezer bag, stops that spring from shooting across the garage, stops that little tiny screw from falling on the floor inside of a, a freezer bag. Uh, I, I've done it for years. It's just another one of those things I don't think of because you just do it right so especially when you're uh, pulling something apart to clean it like I said and then a tip on cleaning freezer bags so here's something my wife taught me if you uh, if you rinse out a freezer bag and you wash it with soap and water I don't have a problem with that my problem is drying it that's just mm-hmm. eh. so she says you don't have to dry it we have a kitchen window that's right above the sink she moves the blinds up, she takes that wet freezer bag and just sticks it to the window upside down and it stays there and then all the water drips out of it and then it just kind of sticks to the window and the next morning it's all dry and you peel it off. What an interesting tip. Yeah, yeah that was interesting. The The bag is great. I I do the same thing but I like I have my 101 use bandana. I pull my bandana off my neck and right. I do it in there. But then when you go to pull it out of the bandana, yeah. it drops and it, it's the, the plastic bag is a brilliant idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if you like got to see it to take it apart. If it's little mm. screws and springs, it's definitely a good idea. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's just my little. Obviously, I'm useless to the podcast. I wanted to contribute something, and we so. appreciate that effort. Yeah. 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 No, I think you earned your your spot this week at least. I mean, that was yeah. pretty good. <laughs> ah, mission accomplished. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Let's move on to what grabbed our attention. Oh, dear. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'll, I'll go again. I, I have something that's uh, um, Izzy Swan, giant of the community, just mm. posted an update to um, uh, the fact that he's uh, – everybody knows. Izzy's, Izzy's having really bad back problems, so much so that mm. it's, it's a little bit debilitating for him, and it's hard. You know, He's still making the best of it and scooting around on his scooter and still making and being – but. Uh, not knowing whether or not something could be done, he just let everybody know that hey, he has found somebody, he found a doctor that thinks they can, they can get something good going on for him to oh, help good. him heal. And he's going to be, I believe, on the ninth, either scheduling a surgery of some sort or consulting about it. So it's that's just awesome news. We love Izzy, yeah. and um, that's the way it should be. Is somebody he is deserving of feeling better and being healthy. So. Love you, brother. Get better and uh, keep us all informed as you have been. Amen. Mm, indeed. Um, I spent a little bit of time uh, loving and hating the Tesla truck, so I might want to mention that. Um, you know the uh, Vance truck. and I. 
Yeah. Yeah, the Cybertruck. You know, there's a there's a lot to love and a lot to hate about it. <laughs> and uh, Vance and I have been because Vance is very into trucks and uh, and he's also into Teslas. So he's been pretty. He's kind of trying to figure out why I haven't bought one yet and. You know, or put put my hundred bucks down or whatever, and it's because like I could afford the hundred bucks to put it down now, but the rest I can't afford. So, <laughs> so, so, you know, but I've just been uh, thinking about that a lot. Well, I, I'd be honest with you, I think it's it's awesome that Tesla's getting in the game, um, and other companies are as well. I think Ford's come up with something. There's already yep. an electric yeah. truck manufacturer. I think they bought an old GM plant in the Midwest somewhere. They're actually producing trucks. What's um, the brand but, name? I can't remember. It's an off-brand. Yeah, I remember it's, looking it's, it up, but they're they're very they don't make it a lot of them. No, I forget no, that one. and but they're not. They don't have a good goes, range. As far as Tesla goes, I think up and until they can actually make something that's better looking than what Simone already made out of a Tesla, which is they, great they looking. Should, yeah. yeah, they should probably keep it to themselves because that giant wedge is. It, it looks like a DeLorean that got like a bee sting in the face and it swelled up or something. Well, I, I respect their attempts to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the thing is is massive, it's and it's 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 impressive in in size and a lot of the the functionality of it is fairly impressive. Yes, yes and no. It, but it, look it, at the, look at what they put in the back of it though, Tim. They they put a little four wheeler that barely fit in the bed of that. that yeah, but that's the way like that's what, that's the way they make trucks nowadays, and that's I don't like that. Like I, I agree, I'd, I'd rather have a like a six foot bed, you know. But um, you, you know, and, but that's that's the way they make trucks nowadays, and so that's that's who they're trying to sell it to. Not yeah, necessarily. I guess. You know, that's what trucks are. You know, if you you can still get the the two door truck with no back seat, they just don't stock them in the lot. You got to order it. You know, but uh, yeah, because that's people are making those like the like the one that Paul Jackman just bought that Honda. It's actually not bad. Like, but it's not. It's it's a pretty small bed. You know, what's your truck have? You have a back seat. Yeah, so, I have a back seat. Mine have a six and a half foot bed. Yeah, that's that's. But he's like driving a, a full size, like that's not a. But it's not it's not a four door truck per se. It does have three door rear doors okay. that open. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's not like a full four door truck. Uh, the Ram right. I had did have four full doors and still had a six foot bed. It's a big truck so, then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh no, no. Dodge is Dodge is good about that. They were the only one that really made a decent six foot bed with four doors because the Chevy was like the back seat was useless and the yeah. Ford was and then they went and they made a bigger back seat you could use but then the bed got smaller and. You know, but then the, the latest ones, the last few years, they've made ones pretty decent, and it, it's decent gas mileage for what it does. But it's still gas; it's not electric. You know? The Honda was really innovative with their their Ridgeline too, because you can actually fold down the back, uh, the yeah. cab part of it to be able to get longer stuff in there. Plus, it has a trunk underneath the bed of the truck, which is an nice. actual trunk. Yeah, yeah. no, and the Chevy, Chevy came up with that the quite avalanche. a long time ago. The, yeah. the avalanche, the avalanche, right? Yeah. 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 But it was kind of weird, and so did the the Subaru, uh, the Subaru, the Baja, uh, Baja had, yeah, had Baja. some neat things like but that. But all yeah. that comes back from like the El Camino, you know what I mean? Like yep. it's all these yep. innovators that come up with something, and then the industry runs with it in due time. And that well, that was kind of that was kind of what's been interesting, and what I've been talking about with Vance a lot. Like I'm, uh, I'm trying to teach Vance about how things don't come out of a vacuum. Like there's, you know, like the Tesla truck being a great example. Like that didn't just come out. Like everything about that truck has been done before. Right. It's just it's just packaged a new way. And because and because uh, I'm trying to teach him to be a good learner. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I I was telling him was like you know you got to learn how to learn. I don't care what you learn, but you got to learn how to learn. And then you can then you can do whatever you need to do. And like in, in the idea because you know kids they tend to have like I know I know how to do it. I don't need to. It's like no you don't. 
you 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 have an, a basic idea, but there's all this work that was done before you. Don't make it harder by not learning this yeah. the stuff that people already figured out for you. Learn all that so you can innovate upon it. And that's I, what I've I appreciate always, about I, the t- cyber truck. Right. I've always whether you like it or not. Innovation is incremental, right? I mean, you don't sure. just innovate a brand new thing. You improve upon something. Yeah. You do something in a different way. Uh, you might add to something, uh, but inf- innovation is incremental. It, it's it's you're you're taking a little bit of innovation to something that already yeah. exists, and that's ninety nine percent of it, as far as I and know. That's exactly, and that's like that's, like that Cybertruck has a direct. Yeah. Well, it's 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 incremental. Yeah, but like that. We Tesla can go to the moon a little bit at a time. You know what I mean? No, but no, all the, the but there was a lot was, of TNE that went on, right? Well, and that was a, that's an example of like you know people are kind of anti-government like being involved in innovation, but that's a prime example of why it's not always a bad thing. All the no. innovation that came out of that moon search. Hey, I mean, hey your, your kid velcros his shoes every day, right? That came yeah, from NASA. Exactly, came from NASA. Just about right, everything. But that's all. That's because they backwards engineered all that alien stuff that already existed. So right, because okay, they cool. got it off the flat moon. Over. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. This is now we're <laughs> conspiracy. But there's theories. a there's a direct correlation between the Cybertruck and a horse and carriage. Like there's a direct, easy to follow lineage that that connects a horse and buggy to the Cybertruck, and that's what I'm trying to teach Vance. That it's not like all of a sudden there was a horse and buggy yeah. and then there's a Cybertruck. Okay, truck. fine, like, fair enough. You know, fair there's enough. a there's a line. You know, like the, the wiper blades. I mean, we we went to a car museum. Um, I forget where we were, upstate New York. And there's like the the wiper blade where you grab the handle and you moved it. You know what I mean? There's yeah. like a crank. And I'm like, showing like, well, that's there's a direct line. Like the guy, nobody just all of a sudden invented this thing that cleared so ice off your window. That's got to you know? be that's got to be a, an example of innovation that was just new. The idea that you could mount something on the outside of your car so you don't have to get all wet and crank it to clear your mm-hmm. windshield. Because otherwise you were reaching you were reaching outside reaching while you were driving with a yeah. with a cloth trying to wipe your windshield. Yeah. Well, they, the cars didn't always have roofs, right? So or, though, win- that, or windshields. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that. What about the intermittent wiper? Right. Forever, it was no. just either on or off. There's a whole movie about the guy. That yeah, it was Greg about. Kinnear. It was a very good movie. Yeah, the guy was. lost his family. He won the lawsuit in the end, but he yeah, lost, he lost his whole everything. family over it. Over the, so every time. Every time I turn my intermittent wiper on, which my little truck does not have, <laughs> that's too expensive for my truck. But every time I turn my intermittent wiper on, I think of, I think a Greg Kinnear, which is yeah, I probably I think, think, of that too. I, I think yeah. that's it's not that your truck can't have that, Tim. It's just that the uh, it would it would knock it off balance if you're driving It'd down take the too road much space. and all of a sudden <laughs> that wiper just like went willy nilly. Yeah, it would throw the whole thing right. tip over. That's about load <laughs> on my side. Yeah. Well, they go opposite directions to keep me centered. <laughs> There you go, see? Uh, yeah. All right. Okay, um, that's enough. And as far as uh, what's been grabbing my attention has been uh, LinkedIn prospecting. That's what I've been doing. Um, our websites, um, actually, Iron and Soul is kind of down right now. I've got to look into that. Uh, but I will get it back up. WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, and NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Uh, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com. Or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio on iTunes. Leave us them five-star reviews, and we will read them out. Uh, Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. The best way to keep us on the air for yet another 212 episodes. Whoa. whoa. So that's where I'm at on that. Okay. So have a great week, guys, and thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Be good. Gobble, gobble. <laughs>